Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Long before he makes it to the NBA, or maybe not long, LeVar Ball has already got his own brand. We're going to dig into the business of sports and talk about what this might mean for uh, for Alonzo uh, Ball, I should say, uh, and his uh, and his new business that's starting even before his NBA career. But first, let's get the very latest business news headlines from Charlie Pellet. All right. I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Happy Wednesday. Final trading day for May. It is on to the month of June. And it was an up month with the S&P 500 index, adding more than 1% in May. A down day today, though, with the S&P 500 index falling a point to 2411. Little change there, down less than one-tenth of 1%. A lot of people waiting for Friday's jobs report, but also a decline in trading revenue at J.P. Morgan Chase and bank shares lower. Oil declined amid doubts that prolonged cuts by OPEC and its allies will succeed in clearing a surplus while U.S. output remains resilient. Stephen Schwark is president of the Schwark Group. He says drillers are looking at record production this year. Well, if you want to believe the EIA forecast right now and what they're telling you what the average is going to be, we're going to be over 9.5 million. So we're going to be at or near a modern-day record, certainly by the end of this year, first quarter of next year. And again, with the EIA making its forecast, going forward, we'll be at over 10 million barrels. So we will certainly surpass the all-time high, which was set in 1970, of peak uh, supply here in the United States. And there's no reason to think that's going to change. West Texas Intermediate Crude today down 2% to $48.66 a barrel. The Federal Reserve says the U.S. economy continued to grow modestly or moderately in nearly all regions in recent weeks, though new signs appeared that optimism has waned in some districts. Gold up 9.90 the ounce to 12.72, up eight tenths of one percent. The ten-year up one thirty-second with a yield of 2.20 percent. S&P down a point to 24.11, a drop there of less than one tenth of one percent. The Dow down 20, down one tenth of one percent. Nasdaq down four, a drop also of one tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. We doing big pimpin', we spendin' cheese. Check them out now. Big pimpin' on BLAD. We doing big pimpin' up in NYC. So let's talk about uh, pimpin' your brand before you even make it into the league. Uh, Lonzo Ball and his uh, outspoken father, LeVar Ball, have launched a brand uh, even before he's uh, dribbled a single ball in the league. Neil Schwartz joins us right now as Vice President of Business Development and Market Insights with the Sports One Source Group. He's based in Boulder, though he's in 1130 Studios in New York today. And, and, and first, Neil, let me help you set up a little better. What is the LeVar Ball Big Baller B-Ball brand? Well, uh, first of all, Corey, thanks for having me on today. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they've they really come out, um, yeah, just like you said, even before Lonzo Ball has uh, dribbled a ball on, a, on an NBA court um, and created this Big Baller brand, uh, Trying to sell very high-priced sneakers, really, in a market that uh, I'm not sure can take sneakers um, at the $495 price point that they're talking about. Especially given the fact that when we look at average selling prices and for basketball in general, we've been seeing about a 10% decline over the last two years. And, uh, you know, right now, basketball business in general is basically flat so far year-to-date in 2017. So... Uh, 
and yet the but the basketball sneaker business is 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 very interesting. Um, uh, and it's, you know some specialty shoes have arrived. There's, there's limited editions. There are some shoes that are selling for big dollar uh, that are limited runs and so on. Um, where do those shoes end up retail? What kind of price points are we talking about? Well, I think you can see those prices anywhere from the thousands of dollars, um, you know, down into, you know, hundreds of dollars. If you go on a site like StockX, which is a site that specializes in what we call the secondary market, right. um, collectibles and things, you can really get an idea um, about how those sneakers are doing. But in most cases, Corey, those shoes are real limited releases. Um, in some cases, um, they've been um, out, you know, they haven't been around for a while. In other cases, they are re-released. Uh, both Nike and then Brand Jordan, which of course is part of Nike, um, you know, likes to continually release these uh, shoes that were classics um, and in some cases adds new colorways, new options, new features, but, you know, still retains the original design, um, especially in the case of the Jordans. Well, so, you know, uh, years ago I started a basketball magazine called Slam Magazine. It's been very successful. And the, the addition of sort of the sneakers uh, as part of the editorial was something I was a little resistant to. We did it, and I thought, well, maybe we'll get some sneaker ads. It could be some neat stuff. I never anticipated they'd launch a secondary magazine called Ticks and uh, Kicks, and that sneakers, basketball sneakers, would have this thing. I mean, you've got this story this week where the the new Kevin Durant Nike shoe, the KD10, will be released uh, everywhere Friday. But on Thursday night during the game, when he's in the game, you can pre-order the shoe in the Nike app. When he's subbed out, the ads will go away. For the <laughs> when he's subbed back in, it'll come back in. So. Sneakers have their own basketball sneakers have their own life to them. Well, I think, you know, number one is that the, you know, the bigger brands and, and in some cases even the smarter brands are utilizing social media really to its fullest impact. I think first we, we saw how well Adidas was able to really maximize their social media footprint, um, with a non-basketball brand and that would be the Yeezys, you know, the Kanye West, um, shoes and then how they've been able to leverage that across other aspects of the business. I think that Nike, you know, with what they're doing with the KDs um, on Thursday night um, is going to be very interesting. One of the things that I'm going to be looking at is um, I'm going to be doing a little bit of a basketball shoe scorecard during the uh, during the basketball finals. As our data comes out, we produce uh, weekly data. I'm going to be taking a look and see how the different brands are doing, how right. has Nike doing, uh, how is Jordan doing, and then, of course, how is uh, Under Armour doing with the Steph Curry uh, shoes during the finals. So we're really going to get a look and see how, you know, this this mix of media, social media, pop culture, and then, of course, um, basketball footwear kind of all blends together. Well, uh, getting back to LeVar Ball, uh, check out this uh, soundbite from uh, Jeannie Buss, who sat down with our Michael Barr and Scott Schlossnick of uh, Bloomberg Business of Sports show. Listen to what she had to say about it. I think, you know, most of the people that I know who aren't in this business know who he is. And I, and I think if that's the name of the game is, uh, you know, getting your brand out there, then I think he's done a good job. So she doesn't sound too mad. Magic Johnson says his dad's going to call him down his act. What do you think the problem is with this young man and having his own brand before he gets into the league? Well, I think there's two things. Number one, Jeannie Buss, I think, is being very politically correct in the way that she chose her words um, in response to that. You know, I think, you know, I think it takes a lot of uh, guts, you know, on the part of his father to make the claims that he's making. I mean, he's claiming that it's going to be a $3 billion brand before they've even sold, you know, they've even sold that many shoes. I think, you know, it's it's show me. 
you know, what this, what Lonzo is going to do first on court and then how he's going to be able to generate buzz. And then, you know, then you bring the sneakers into it, but it's unusual where the sneakers come first and, uh, you know, the ball player then comes second. You know, some other brands have actually tried this, uh, in some cases, uh, way right. back when Reebok, um, you know, when they were promoting Allen Iverson, um, as well as some other brands before, um, these players were really big stars. And, and I hate to say it, that, you know, these things just didn't yeah. work out very well. Neil Schwartz, Sports One Source Group. Thank you very much for listening to Bloomberg Markets. Thanks, Corey. Listen to the very latest in World of National News headlines from Bloomberg News anchor Nathan Hagen in our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Corey, the latest shoe to drop in the Russia election meddling investigations here in Washington. Former FBI Director James Comey reportedly plans to testify before the Senate Intelligence Committee a week from tomorrow about his claim that President Trump urged him to drop his investigation into fired National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. Meantime, Flynn has agreed to turn over documents related to his businesses to that Senate committee after initially resisting a subpoena. His involvement with the Turk, with, uh, with Turkish government officials, his consulting work with Turkey, as well as those groups' relationships with Russia uh, and Russia finances, Russia banks. Uh, I think all of this is only going to continue to come out. It's Bloomberg Chief Washington Correspondent Kevin Cirilli. The U.S. may have to deal with the debt ceiling debate much sooner than expected, and wealthy Americans may be a big part of the reason why. Independent estimates show many high earners delayed recognizing as much as 20% of their taxable income last year. That means revenues are lagging this year. More from Bloomberg's Nancy Lyons. Budget Director Mick Mulvaney says he's been told by the Treasury Secretary that tax receipts are coming in slower than usual and lawmakers should raise the ceiling before their August recess. But Bloomberg BNA's Jonathan Nicholson says outside analysts are not as concerned. They're looking at the receipts. Shows a little bit of weakness, but nothing that would throw off those October, November uh, estimates. Nicholson. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.